Okay, sixth step. Increase percent you are full. Because it becomes too hard to find a seat, it discourages new people, especially from trying to get in. And no matter how hard you try, you're certainly not going to get much above 80 over the long haul. Have you, have, have you already done the mental calculations in your own situation? I'm hearing people start talking to each other. Is that what you're doing? How many of you are doing the calculations for their own church situation? It's okay. If you're doing it, it's good. You're with me. How many of you are, are asleep right now? Of course, if they were asleep, they wouldn't answer the question. I guess that's a false question to ask. How many of you see your neighbor asleep? That might be a better question. How many of you have a space problem because you're near the 80% level Problem. in your sanctuary? Wow. Sometimes the space problem is something that is not so obvious to find because you have the worship service, but oftentimes you have programs for the children, right? Do you have a Sunday school program for the children? This rule also applies for children. I was just told that many churches have the children in the service to begin with. And so they end up taking up space, and then they go out. So what it does is functionally cut the size of the building down to about this. That's another hidden problem. Sometimes you go to a place where the, where the auditorium is not that full. Lots of room. And you, go to the, and you go to the children's rooms, and the adults look around, especially the older ones that don't have kids, and they say, there's plenty of room here. And yet the blockage is in the children's area. Sometimes, if you're in, in, a, in a situation where people absolutely must drive in and the public transportation isn't real good, you may not go. Now, I've, I've, I've noticed in some places here in Germany there's a problem with parking. So for, for some of your situations, you may need to ask the committed people to park far away and walk in. I asked people that were committed to park way far away and walk in, and I would park personally the farthest away that anybody, and people often coming to church would see me walking down the street to go. Now, how? what's, one, what's the cheapest solution to solving that space problem? Church planting? Well, yes and no. A church that gives away people to get another church started... God is so pleased with that kind of behavior, he often in the first year will send twice as many people as you sent out as a way of thanking you. So sometimes church planting is the worst way to solve space problems. <laughs> but as a church planter, I appreciate that option, but I'm, I'm looking about, for a different... How about start a second service? I mean, the only cost is the utilities for two more hours, and you get twice as much space. Now, you could do another evening, you know, different service, but I'd say maximize Sunday until Sunday's full. What time's the typical, what's time's the typical uh, service? 10 o'clock? What I would suggest if you're going to start a second service is change the time so everybody has to move. So if you made it so it's 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock, then nobody gets to stay the same. Everybody has to go. I've done this a few times. We started with one service... By the time we left, we had five worship services. Now, there are some problems with that. One problem is when you're preaching a message and the fifth service is when you finally say, oh, that's how I should have said that. <laughs> or people will start asking, is this live or is this a tape recording? <laughs> but here's how you can determine 
when you have a, 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 a service and want to split the times, you want to find out where are people going to want to say, this is too early to come, so I'll go later. And when, you know, so you get about a 50-50 split in the crowd. Here's one way you can do it. You can take a survey of people and say, if the service times were at 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock, which one would you come to? Then you say 8.15 and 10.15, 8.30 and 10.30, you know, so on. You can go on each 15-minute intervals. And they can only check one. Given this choice, probably everybody would pick that one because that's when they're coming now. This one, you might have 90% say this and 10% say this. What's and you, you keep going down the list until you see where is the 50-50 point. By giving the people a series of forced choices in a survey, you can actually find out psychologically where is the breaking point in your cultural setting. Now, that's my suggestion for when you're trying to go to a second service on a Sunday morning, for instance. Let's say you wanted to use and start a... I'd, I'd recommend going to two on Sunday morning if you could do it to begin with. Now, if you want to start an alternative service, like a Friday night service or Sunday night service or something like that, it's not going to be enough to just take a survey like this because overwhelmingly people are going to stay where they're comfortable. So instead, what you need to do is you need to personally go and personally recruit people that will go and make a commitment for at least one year to the alternative service. So when I started the Friday night services... I went personally to a core of families and had individual appointments with each one of them and asked them to prayerfully consider making this commitment so that we can take a, have more room on Sunday morning and to have the core so that the worship would be good enough for the Friday night. I only asked for a six-month commitment, and, and for an alternative service, that's not long enough from my experience. But that's my first suggestion. Personally recruit it, a core of people, so that you know you can have the, a crowd that is big enough that it will feel good. Now, that will vary according to the size of the room. That's the first step. Second step, make sure that the programming that you use on, this, on the alternative service is as good or better than what you do at your main service. So I recruited our best Sunday school teachers to teach on Friday night, which, by the way, we realized we couldn't call them Sunday school teachers anymore. And Friday school just didn't say much about it, you know. Now, the other thing that would play into this is when we had Friday night services and Sunday services, we first went to three services on Sunday morning before we started our Friday night church. And... When we did it, we recruited our best people for the, for the Friday night, as I already told you. Sometimes we'd have people that would want to sing special music. And sometimes they would want to just do Sunday and not do Friday. I absolutely forbid that from happening. If you want to sing on Sunday, you must sing on Friday. Now, if you want to sing on Friday and not Sunday, that's okay. And sometimes the people on Sunday would find out there was this really special thing we did on Friday. And I'd say, yeah, I'm sorry you missed it. We do some of our best stuff on Friday night. Do you understand what we're doing here? Because normally the alternative service is a lower quality than the main one, and so you're asking people to make a greater sacrifice to go to it. In a high Catholic area, by the way, Saturday night will be a better time than a Friday night because there's precedent for that type of a, a, a Saturday night mass. They do that here too, don't they? So that's something to keep in mind in the Catholic areas. In the more secular areas, maybe Friday night would be. Now, when you realize we had three services on Sunday, 
you know, 8.15, 9.30, and 11, or something like that. And then we ended up with two services on Friday night. The main services still were second service and third service. We did reach some coming in this way, but most of the people still visited, and we still reached most of the people through this these two services. We would end up reaching them, and then they'd come into our newcomers class. And here's what I would tell them. Now that you've come to know Christ, you were able to come to know Christ because there were committed members that gave up their seats so that you could have a seat. And because of that, you found Christ. What we're asking you to do now is to give up your seat so that somebody else can fill it. And so we ask you to make a commitment to either come to first service or go to church on Friday night. The only exception would be is if you want to work in the children's ministry. If you work in the children's ministry third service, you can still come to second service. I know what some of you are thinking. Only in America. (laughs) 